Octavia is poised to execute a daring plan to infiltrate the Dragonblood army outside Malik and make out with valuable intel. What will she find in the encampment? Will she be able to get in and out undetected? And what dangers await her if she can't? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to Me, My Spouse and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. This episode will release... A week and a half into the future. I'm sure everything's fine by then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure everything's good, right? I'm sure everything is fine. Everything is renormalized. What might happen? So, I'm I'm sure we're not sick of each other yet. (laughs) You're operating under the assumption that hasn't already happened. Everyone enjoy these episodes because they might be the last ones. This might be it. As both the podcast and our marriage falls apart. (laughs) (laughs) April 2020. April 20. Coming April 2020. (laughs) Now, I am really glad that I'm isolated with you because I was was just saying earlier, but very genuinely how I I do love you and enjoy spending time with you. So. I love you too. That was way too long of a pause and response. I was going to be snarky, but thank you. I love you too. You are welcome. I am glad. But people don't want to hear this (laughs) mushy stuff. Hey, sometimes people like love. People love love, right? I don't know if people are coming to this podcast to listen to people love. Pick the wrong (laughs) one. Well... Well, this is where we're, by definition, like adversaries in this podcast. Why? Because I'm making people who want to kill you. I know, but we're making a story together. making a person who wants to kill all of my things. I know, but we're playing a game together. I know, but still. Cumulatively, we are partners in this. Sure. We're going towards the same end, the end being fun. The end being TPK. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be hard to do a TPK. Would, no, would Carhoon also have to die for it to be a TPK? Yeah. Okay. I would think so too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes it a little bit easy, uh, a little bit less easy than at least. It's doubling the number of deaths that have to occur for that's it true. to be a TPK. So yeah. if you put it in those words, that's like not insignificant. Well, if I kill you, Carhoon's my one way to hobble the story back together. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> if one of them dies, I hope the other one survives so I, I can string it together a little bit easier. Or, or somebody again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, well, we'll see how. Well, uh, you're both going to die. No. I mean, again, we'll I'd see. be, I, I would not necessarily be okay for it if it happens, but if it happens, I don't want to, I'm not about fudging death you're necessarily. You're going to have to be okay. I would have to be okay with it. Those so. the rules. I know. Dead is dead. Well, unless you can resurrect them. Which, if you die, Carhoon can out resurrect No, Carhoon can't. And I'm not powerful enough to resurrect people no. yet, so. I know. We'll see. If Part I were, of the game. If I were a cleric, I would. But yep, nope, it's, it, it is. Part of the game. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I hope this, is, this discussion's not foreshadowing anything mm. that happens in this episode, because if so... We'll see. That would be wild. That'd be crazy, right? <laughs> Go buy some lottery tickets. That'd be crazy. <laughs> five minutes in. Oh, you're dead. Wow. Oh, what do we do for the other 45 I know. minutes? Hmm. We just have like silence so we don't. Well, because also I've thought about that because I mean, <gasps> if <laughs> I'm like, do we just keep talking? We build your character on air. I know. Well, just so that it makes it so it's not obvious. So it's not like, hmm, I wonder about this 15 minute episode that dropped. Why is it so different? You know? Yeah, we just. Pause the recording and come back tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. Maybe, maybe not. You are about to I am enter about to into do a very risky, interesting plan. Situation, yeah. Which, who knows if that'll work or not. I mean, I think it's a pretty decent plan. It's not a bad plan, all plans considered. You know, 
since I am such a great strategist, <laughs> not. It, it, is a, it is a good plan. Well, thank you. But will that plan be enough? That is Find the out question. Right now. You don't have to wait. You, you don't have to wait. Find out happening. this week. Right now. Well, maybe, depending on how I long things take. <laughs> yeah, how long things take. So, let's put on the music. I'm going to play some Pitbull for us. <laughs> I do not have Pitbull on my soundboard. Mr. Worldwide. To infinity. To infinity. Does he say that? Set the roof on fire. <laughs> Pitbull. I've been listening to a lot of Pitbull recently. <laughs> oh, Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull. Okay. You are currently in a guard room, mm-hmm. in a tower, in the walls of Malik, a city beset upon all sides by the Dragon Blood Army, a city full of dragonborn and salt. You had a lot of time to talk to people last week, mm-hmm. got the lay of the land, figured out what was going on, there's armies around here, keeping everybody inside the city on their toes with frequent attacks Mm -hmm. but nothing too grave yet like there's a method behind it like there's some big plan that's being put in place but no one's sure what that plan is you know the army is led by a mysterious entity known as Zeon which not that it matters and not that anyone would know is spelled with an X not a Z like you put in your notes you're sitting in this guard room going over your plan your plan to become a bird, polymorph Carhoon into a fly, put that fly on the bird, <laughs> fly the bird, <laughs> fly the bird over to this rolling fortress in which Zeon is presumably, depending on who or what it is, mm-hmm. and then turn your bird self into a fly self. Mm-hmm. And then those two flies are going to try to get the scoop on these couriers who Mm -hmm. ferry the orders from this fortress to the various command tents of the lieutenants of this army. Hmm. We'll see if it works. It's pretty risky. Flies have, like, half a hit point. Negative one hit point. At that. So, yeah. This will be interesting. We'll see what happens. I do have a question. Sorry. I'm not taking questions right now. <laughs> we won't, I'm not no taking further questions, questions at this time. At this time. <laughs> at the end of the presentation. <laughs> Please, Please save reserve your... your applause. Yes. <laughs> what? After I leveled up, did I get my spell slots back? And would that have given me an opportunity to choose my spells? No. No, because we haven't had a long rest. We haven't had a long rest. Okay. But I do get that spell slot. I'll give you the spell slot. Okay. But I do get all of the other, like, wild shape. Anything you would get with a short rest? Oh, yeah. Like, you can transform into birdie things now. Cool. So you're going over this plan with Carhoon, making sure you got all the nuts and bolts figured out. What kind of bird you're going to turn into, what kind of fly you're going to turn into, who's going to lead, who's going to follow, which courier you're going to go after, what you're going to do with the courier when you... Find them if this all goes down the way you want it to. What's the escape plan? What's the ingress plan? All those things. Mm-hmm. I don't think we necessarily have a detailed escape plan. Just nope. we'll kind of see what happens. You're going to see what happens. We have a pretty good ingress. I think our ingress plan is decent. But... All the best plans end with we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You're sitting in this room. For an hour, for two hours, a couple hours. The sun rises. Eight hours, is it? No. Is it four hours? It's five hours. Could Carhoon have gotten his long rest in? Yeah, Carhoon could have. Okay. You did not. Five hours, the sun has risen. It's early in the morning. It's about 8 a.m. We didn't roll hit points for Carhoon. Well, let's do that now, shall we? He's a D8, 10, 10. 10. I rolled a 10. Oh, perfect. Five hours later, the sun has risen over the desert. It's beginning to heat up rapidly. Mm -hmm. You can hear both the city behind you coming to life as people are getting up and doing the 
the essential work that must happen to keep a city operating during siege. You hear blacksmiths blacksmithing. The mills are milling, making sure there's enough food to feed the armies and the people. And the same is happening outside the walls, as you can see similar things happening as these dragon bloods rise and shine. Those who are asleep, the ones who are awake are going to sleep, and the ones who are asleep are waking up and going about their business. You hear their machines, in the proverbial sense, in the (laughs) metaphorical sense, the war machine, booting up and getting on it. A dragonborn (laughs) climbs up the stairs, moving quickly, slightly out of breath. (laughs) <laughs> looks at you says Octavia Caron oh Sirius and Sinclair it is yes yes uh, good morning hello good morning sent by General Malaris uh, yes yes she told it's he unrolls a scroll <laughs> it's a go is what it says here <laughs> I don't have any more details but I guess you'll understand what that means okay Perfect. We do, and thank you for carrying the message. Good luck. Thank you. All right, I have more messages to carry. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye. Runs off. Oh. Carson okay. stands, straightens his armor, hoists his axe, slings it over his back. Do it. All right. This is gonna feel really weird, isn't it? Well, I mean, you you felt it before. You're just gonna be tiny. Yeah, that's. I mean, the ape was cool, but you're gonna be really tiny. This is gonna be weird, huh? I wonder what compound eyes feel like. All right. I kind of lift up my hand and be like, well, see you in a moment. And I cast Polymorph on Mm. Carhoon. (laughs) And I turn him into a little fly. Carhoon turns into a tiny fly. And I... (laughs) (sighs) This cat is great. But also, he's kind of annoying when you're trying to record and you can't lock him out of the studio because he just opens the door. He's so affectionate, which is like such a good and thing then about he a comes cat, up and but... he starts purring very loudly. I know he's so good. <laughs> Hopefully, the music will drown it yeah. out. Um, and you know, she sees Carhoon go from his big beefy uh, elf form to a little, you know, size of basically a fingernail, and uh, she looks at him and she's like, "Okay, here we go." And she is going to kind of feel wings grow, like actual corporeal wings for the first time. And she is going to turn into one of those buzzards. (laughs) That's what buzzards sound like, right? Exactly. You turn into a buzzard. Mm -hmm. Big, gross black bird. I know. They are disgusting. Yeah, they're weird looking birds. Big all hooked beak. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. Carhoon, the little fly. <laughs> buzzes around. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't sweat at him! Lands. You know, in my gross, fleshy neck folds. Lands in your neck folds. Hunkers down. You feel it. Ugh. And you're like fighting your natural instincts to like swat, swat it or at it, yeah. twitch your muscles so he flies away. You're a buzzard with a fly on its back. And I'm going to spread my gross vulture wings, and I'm ah! I'm not going to go, like, directly, like, make a beeline to the okay. thing. So it's not like, oh, there's a vulture who literally just flew directly from Malik to mm-hmm. the rolling fortress. You know, I'm going to go up in the air, kind of see if I see any other vultures and, like, There are definitely other buzzards and gore birds yeah, waiting for a fresh... Like- Fly or Kill. circle around, you know, do the do the creepy thing where vultures circle things a bit and yep. then land on the mm-hmm. rolling fortress. In the daylight, you can see scattered beneath you red sand and some bodies. Okay. In the in the no man's yeah. land between the walls and the army that, that are sense. left there. Are there any additional um, things that I see now that it is day and now that I have a, a keen bird's eye view? I mean, you see a big army. Okay. Is yes. there anything new informationally that I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, uh, 
Milaris didn't mention XYZ or, oh, I didn't notice XYZ before. If you give me specifics you want to look for, I can tell you if it's there or not. But otherwise, it's a big <laughs> army. Like, are there war machines? Did I know that there were war machines? There are some. There are some, like, catapults okay. and ballista and trebuchets and things like that. There are some siege towers in the back as well. Okay. Um, none of this is out of the ordinary. Do I see any of those little, uh, like, shrines to the devil? that I had seen before. Uh, you're still up pretty high. Pretty too high. It's hard to okay. see. There's a lot of things moving around down there, a lot yeah. of tents. Yeah, that makes sense. Can't okay. Tell. Well, I will I will circle then and alight. Well, as I circle above the moving fortress, what does the roof of it look like? Is that like flat? Is it? So after you do your buzzard thing for a while, you fly over the army. And you can see from this vantage point the three fabric command tents belonging to these three lieutenants of Zion. Mm-hmm. And in front of you, you can see this fortress. It looks like, I mean, it kind of looks like a tank, what we would understand to be a tank. Okay. But it's like a, a large cart with big metal wheels mm-hmm. along the side of it and like just sheet metal plate walls around it. So very flat. Very, very flat. It's got like vertical walls and then it kind of tapers up to the roof and then it's got a little bit of a dome in the center. Okay. But it looks like just a big metal thing. Okay. Is it self-propulsed? Roll a perception check. Dice rolls. Roll that dice. I have advantage because I'm a vulture. Cool. I rolled two 11s, so 12. You see that they are being pulled by something. There's like oh. big struts coming out of the front that various beasts of burden might be hooked up to. And there are some things there, but you can't quite tell exactly what okay. they are. But it is not self propelled But it is not self Okay. And those struts, I assume, are also metal? Or yeah. can I tell? Okay. Everything's metal. Okay. So you see this. You fly over. And do some lazy circles. What next? I go to land on the top of it. And I try to land. You mentioned there was a dome. I try to land somewhere which puts the, like, dome in between me and... Oh, I guess it's, like, right in the middle. Mm -hmm. So everyone's on all sides. The dome is in the center. There are people on all sides. As you're going down to land, just roll a deception check okay. with advantage okay. to try to convey to everyone that you're just a regular just a, bird. Just a bird. Just a bird. Just a bird. Oh, wait. I keep my own wisdom, don't I? You do. Okay. Never mind. My uh, perception check would have been an 18. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> as you look and as you come down a bit closer, you could see that mounted onto this, this like strut that comes out of the front of this rolling fortress are several large lumbering creatures. They're about 8 to 10 feet tall and they look like giant like almost bug-like insect-like things. They've got big like bulbous eyes and antennas but they stand on two legs and they've got giant like clawed arms. What? Like giant praying mantis almost? Kind of. Do, have I ever seen these creatures before? You would not recognize them. Okay. Interesting. Okay. But I, I noted that because that's fascinating. Um, and then I will do what? Deception check with advantage to mm-hmm. pretend to do my best bird impression. Do your best bird impression. 22. Uh, 22. Yeah, you, you do a pretty good job of convincing... Of acting like a regular old bird. <laughs> and you just kind of hover down. In my mind, I'm like, be a bird, be a bird. Be a bird you be a are bird. a bird. Be the bird. And you land right in the center of this bang, this metal is, tent. Is the dome the entire top? No. I, w- I don't want to land on the dome. Okay, so you land somewhere on the top. Yeah. Bang. You're a bird on the top of this thing. Okay. You've used, you know... 15, 20 minutes at this point to circle around, fly over, land without drawing suspicion. Okay. You said 15 minutes? Yeah. We'll say 15 minutes. Okay. What do you do? I'm trying to decide if I want to go into fly form now or if I want to try to wait Mm -hmm. or if I should try to turn into fly form in the air. 
This is your call. I, I cannot make this decision for I'm, you, but I'm you gotta, thinking. you gotta decide. Okay. Time is of the essence. I know. You gotta move. Okay. Okay. This was the plan, so I'm gonna try. I'm going to try to be really still and kind of like hunker down on the top of this metal thing. What color metal is it? It's. I mean, it looks like steel. Steel. Um, I'm just gonna kind of like hunker down and like look around, and when I think no one's looking, I'm going to wild shape into a fly. Okay. Um. Hmm. Roll a. We'll call this stealth. Okay, do I get some form of dexterity? All right. Twenty, not net. Okay, yeah, you uh, crane your bird head all around. Seems like most of the individuals who are around here aren't necessarily paying attention to you, and turn into a fly. Okay. And you see another fly just (laughs) sort of land next to you. (laughs) And like, can we talk to each other because we're both flies now? Would we no. understand each other? No. <laughs> the fly is not a language. Looking around this okay. tank, you see a few things since you've had a second to yes. sit here and and do that. Um, so you see these weird insectoid beings who are pulling this cart, even though it is currently stationary. You see patrolling around it. There are some like squads of creatures moving around and they're also creatures that you're not entirely familiar with. Oh. They sort of look hunched back, hunchbacked, but you can't really make out exactly what they are cuz they're all wearing long cloaks that cover most of their body. Mm-hmm. But they're moving in almost like a hybrid quadruped biped sort of way so they've got like long arms that they're sort of using to help move them along the ground but they're not like running on four legs it's more of like a gorilla walk Mm -hmm. where they got their knuckles on the ground but they're not as big as gorillas and they don't necessarily give you that gorilla-esque do they look like insectoid or do they look mammalian like you don't know okay they're all sort of covered. Do these cloaks have any insignia on them? No, they're just plain old cloaks. And they're just patrolling around the Around this fortress. fortress. Yep, there's two groups of three of them. Do I see from my, per, uh, uh, you know, vantage point, do I see, like, are there cloaks, are there other f- groups with these same cloaks and these same like groups of three anywhere else in the camp mm, uh you can't be sure okay okay Just, you haven't seen this entire camp i mean you've seen it all but from afar yeah from and you didn't know up. what to look, look for, for at that yeah. point so you're okay. not sure okay so you do, do, as a fly, can i see weapons like you, you can't you can't see weapons okay nope. so you're a fly yes carhoon is also carhoon is a fly Insane. You're standing on top of this. It's hot. The metal is hot yeah. under your little fly feet. Do you just wait there? I mean, we kind of, I mean, I'll maybe like circle around the fortress to kind of see as much as I can see. But staying quite close just because we're probably not very fast. So wanting to be able to go as quickly as possible. Onto the couriers once they pop out. Okay. Uh, so, about another 10 minutes pass. Okay. So you're at about 25 minutes. You hear a... And in the front, if you head back over there, a like door on the front of this, in between the two struts mm-hmm. that the beasts are pulling, a door opens, a hatch, and stepping out of it, you see three... Kobolds. Oh, okay. The door closes behind them as soon as they're out. And it's almost like flush. You can barely see mm. where there was a door. It doesn't look like there's any openings like in it. Which you find is weird because it, if it's a metal box, it'd probably be like a oven in there. Yeah. But you don't Especially see any windows. You don't really see any in you know, ventilation or anything like oh, that. I guess actually, yeah, that would have been something that we would have looked for is there there would have been no cracks that we could have slipped in as a... Okay, no cracks in that. Very, just like a... Sealed. Three kobolds step out. They're all wearing, 
you know, regular kobold gear, some cobbled together armor, mm-hmm. and they each do have a messenger bag. And as soon as they step out, they walk, scuttle more like down onto the sandy ground, and they split off. And one starts heading generally straight. One starts flanking off to the right, and one starts flanking off to the left, toward generally where you know these other lieutenant tents are. Well, we um, seeing the seeing the hatch open kind of from the inside. Um, and seeing the three kobolds pop out, uh, Octavia will kind of grab a couple of her legs and be like, come on, <laughs> to fly Carhoon. Okay. Um, and the two of them will fly down Okay. and try to alight on the messenger bag of the one going to the center. To the center. Okay. The one that seems like it, because that seems like that would be the closest one. Mm-hmm. You understand that would be the orc, the orc. lieutenant. Okay. And we don't have his their name. We do not have right? names. You just know Orc, Hobgoblin, Goblin. So you buzz off towards the middle kobold who's scuttling through, mm-hmm. heading tiny out legs. past these patrols. Uh, roll, I'm going to call it dexterity okay. to both catch up and land firmly on the bag. Okay. Let me look up the stats of a fly. <laughs> Oh, man. You are a fly. Uh, 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 oh, uh, no, nope, that's, that's the spell. Nope, I don't want the creature. There's a swarm of insects, which is probably about as good as you're going to get. Oh, that would probably work, yeah. Or even, a, is there a bee? There's a swarm of wasps, which has a flying speed of 30 feet, no climbing speed, and a dex of plus one. That would seem So we'll just use yeah. that. Natural five. Okay, so this is probably Could not going to do it. Yeah. So you got a six. Okay. Total. Yes. Done, with a dex of plus one. Yes. Uh, so you've well, managed to catch up because your flying speed is pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But you're having a hard time landing on this bag. Okay. So I'll say you can either choose to not land on the bag and do something else, okay. or you can land on the bag, but the kobold will become aware of you. I think we would rather just kind of fly around behind him, as opposed to becoming aware of us. Because okay. I would don't want them to swat at us, and then have us pop out of our shape. Sure. So yeah, so we'll like, you know, fly around and be flies, okay. but we will not yet alight on the courier's bag. Okay, uh, so you follow the courier. Yeah. <laughs> The courier trucks, you know, not like running, but not walking. Yeah, sort like of like a, a jog, power quick walk, walk power trot, walk, yeah. moving through this encampment. And as you're going, you're passing rows of tents, uh, groups of orcs sharpening their axes, hobgoblins going over battle plans and tactics, goblins, I don't know, playing dice or something, because goblins are dumb. <laughs> uh, other assorted creatures wandering this way and that way. Smiths making weapons and armor, some injured creatures, you know, wrapping up wounds and uh, tourniqueting stumps mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any other, some, anything of note that we see? Uh, no, it's it's a camp and generally you're pretty focused on this kobold and yeah. not losing this kobold. Understandable, yeah. So after a few minutes of winding through this camp, it comes up to a tent. It's a large tent, uh, but not terribly pretty basic functionality mm-hmm. and the kobold walks up to the the flap and there's two like big beefy orc guards standing on either mm-hmm. side of the flap and just looks at them and sort of nods and gestures to the bag it has and sort of rattles it around and the, one of the orcs nods is there anything the on the like is there a, an insignia on this bag or anything special no, about this bag, bag then okay just a bag okay. just a leather bag okay Orc walks in to the flap, 30 seconds or so, comes back out, holds the flap open, and the kobold walks through. What do you do? We try to scuttle in after the kobold. Okay. Make another dexterity check. Okie dokie. So plus one. 15. Okay. You and Carhoon <laughs> manage to zip in this flap without getting whapped by it and without alerting anyone that you are there. Inside you see the inside of a big tent. It's kind of hot and stuffy in here. 
there's a large table set up in the center, much like the one you saw in Malik, which has maps mm-hmm. and uh, various figures there. You see behind the table, there's a small desk behind which a large orc sits. And off to the side, there's a little cordoned area with like a cot and uh, I guess a nightstand with mm-hmm. some, some things on there. These seem to be quarters and war zone uh, for this orc. The orc stands up as the, the kobold enters and reaches into the leather bag and pulls out a scroll. Okay. And walks over to the orc and hands it over. The orc accepts the scroll and then says, Good work, empty mouth. See you tomorrow. And just sits back down and ceases paying attention. The kobold then nods and turns around and scuttles out. The orc places the scroll on the desk. What is in the orc? What is the orc doing? Well, the orc sets it down for one and then starts rummaging around in the desk, like the drawers, looking for something. So I see a scroll. You see a scroll. Is it sealed? No, it's like rolled up and, yeah, not necessarily sealed. Okay. We're going to wait a minute to kind of see what like tied. the orc does. The orc rummages around in the desk and pulls out a little wheel. It's like mm. a little circular disc with things moving around on it. He pulls it out, sets it on the desk, and grabs the scroll and unrolls it. Okay. And sets it flat on the desk, maybe put some paperweights to make mm-hmm. sure it's lying flat, and looks at the scroll, and then picks up the little disc, and looks at it, and fiddles with it for a few seconds, and then looks at the scroll, looks back at the disc, looks at the scroll, and just sits there and studies the two for a while. Um, Octavia is going to fly over and try to land on the ceiling above the scroll and try to read it. Okay. You roll a perception check. Okay. Um, you can land on the ceiling easily enough. It's not moving. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's a giant mimic! <laughs> that would be... 15. You see a series of letters and symbols. You think they're letters. You're not sure they belong to a script that you necessarily know. And, like, letters and symbols in a string of what looks to be a few sentences that are presumably orders, but they make zero sense to you. Okay. Can I decipher what language it is? Um, you can see that it looks kind of like a mix. Some of them looks like regular, like, old letters. Some is, like, dwarfish, orcish script. Some is some symbols you don't quite recognize. So it could I intuit that it's a code? You would guess. Okay. And as you look a little bit closer, you see this disc has some of the similar symbols, like etched on. Oh, so does it look like it's a, a, it's a cipher? Re- oh, cool! And so this orc has this little disc that he's using to decipher what those orders are. But from where you are and without knowing like what the cipher is... Uh, if you got a hold of the scroll and the disc, you could probably deduce them. But just okay. sitting here looking at it from the ceiling for a few minutes, no, you're not going to be able to. Okay. Is the orc like rewriting it down what it is or is he the just is reading not. it? It's just reading. Okay. Is it taking him a long time? He's going to be looking at it for a few minutes, yeah. Well, if, we'll wait for a few minutes to kind of then see what happens. So, five, ten minutes pass. So you're approaching 35, 40 mm-hmm. minutes. The orc sets down the disc, rolls up the orders, well, puts the disc back in the desk and closes it, and you can see, locks it. Okay. And then takes the scroll, stands up, walks over to the cot slash nightstand and pulls out like a tinderbox. Oh, starts no. T- what do you do? Okay. You get the sense that he's about to destroy these orders. Shoot. Okay. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, this message will... Destroy. Combust. Combust, yeah. Self-destruct on reading. I'm going to cast Suggestion from Fumis' Belt. Okay. Because we've already established that I can do that in wild shape form. Because it's a non... It's just a mm, like an impulse. Okay. Because it's... And... I'm going to say sleep. I like the casting of the spell. 
telling him to sleep is not going to cause him to just like... Okay. Because there is a sleep spell. Oh, that's true. Okay. He, If you told him that and it worked, he would probably burn the stuff and, and then, then just go to bed. Right. Okay. And it might take him a while to fall asleep depending on how tired he is. That's true. I guess... So you could suggest something else. I like the idea, but I don't think sleep... Okay. You get the sense Maybe. that sleep won't work. Actually, I guess what would be better is flee. Okay. I think you can give more than one word also. Is, for oh, is it? Command okay. is single word. I always get the two a bit mixed up. Why don't you up. read me suggestion? Yeah. All right. Suggestion. Oh, okay. You suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two mm-hmm. and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Oh, that can hear, that and, can understand hear and understand you. you. So we might have done that wrong before. No, we didn't. Because you tried to suggest the turtles while you were still a person. Oh, right. Okay. But so I would... You can't speak. I can't not speak. So you would have to, like, hide somewhere and unwild shape in order to do that. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Okay, fam. Okay. If this this might be what makes Octavia die. Okay, let's find out. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to... So he's over by the cot area. Yes. Okay. Which seems more protected, under the desk or under the table? Uh, the desk. I'm okay. envisioning like a desk with drawers on either side and like a back plate. So you could probably crouch under Perfect. there out of sight. So... Fly Octavia. Oh my gosh, this is absolute wildness. <laughs> fly Octavia is going to fly over to the desk. Mm-hmm. Fly into, you know, the like leg hole area where you would sit. Mm-hmm. She's going to unwild shape and is going to cast suggestion. On this orc man. Okay. Carhoon the fly is like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, he doesn't have very much time left either. That's true. All right. Suggestion. Your suggestion is to leave. So so I I had confused it with commands. So my suggestion will be... You are... You hear something over by something that you immediately need to go investigate. So more or less, like go out of the tent and check and on. check something out. Yeah. yeah, like maybe it sounds like, oh, we need your, you know, oh, there's a rowdy brawl over by the welder. Sure. So basically, something just like go that. check on your your troops. Yeah, which but, but with the, the sense of immediacy, yes, so he right has to do it, like drop yeah, sure, everything sure, sure, sure. and go do it. Okay. So this is a wisdom saving throw, correct? It sounds like a wisdom saving throw to me. Yes. All right, this is a very important die roll. So, uh, which D20 should I oh, use? No. Oh, no. I have four. <laughs> You're putting this on me? I have my orange crush. I've got my Norse Foundry Gnomish Copper. And then I've got, I need to come up with good names of these, but a more reddish one and the, another orangish the, yellow one. The Legraz Man from, mm-hmm. from Ice Cream Polyhedrals. And then the other one. Which, which die oh should I gosh. use? Oh, my gosh. I have to take a picture of them all in a row. <laughs> I know which ones roll well and which ones don't. Well, you definitely should not use your orange crush because that rolls very well. Okay, I think I'll use orange crush. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say don't use the ice cream dice one because they roll decently. Okay. Norse Foundry or Dice Envy? Dice Envy, yeah, that's what it was from. Um... Can you pick now that it's down to the final two? Or do okay. I do I actually have to? Have I think it's fun to, if oh you pick. Oh my gosh. This is so, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, my nerves are so racked right now. Go with Norse Foundry. All right, Norse Foundry. Upon your head be it, Norse Foundry. All right, Norse Foundry. Friends from the beginning. I know, that's why I wanted to pick old them. Old faithful. Old, yeah. This is the first set of dice I ever bought, Austin. This is, this is my old faithful dice. All right. Wisdom saving throw, what's the target? I'm not telling you. Just okay. tell me what you're rolling. <laughs> I'll roll it in front of you. <laughs> Here we go. I'm covering my eyes. And that's a 16 total. Shoot! 
Oh, I feel like that succeeds. It does. What's your save? 15. So, that will pass. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to roll initiative. Okay. And do this the way it should be done. And then we're going to see how this plays out. So go ahead and roll some initiative. <laughs> Damien's going to die. I don't want like, Damien to die. I don't want everyone in Malik to die. I feel very, like, beholden to this whole group of people. Okay, uh, Carhoon, 16. Okay. Octavia, natural 20. Total of 21. You win initiative by one. The orc rolled a 20, exactly. And he has no bonus to his initiative? Well, he rolled a 19 and got a plus one. So you, on Wild Shape, hide behind this desk, say, You need to go check on something right now with your troops. The orc hears it, perks up, as he's got, like, this candle right underneath the scroll. And then puts it down. Turns around and goes, What? And it's your turn. Okay. Give me one second. Are orcs humanoids? They are. Okay. I cast hold person on him. Hold person. Beautiful. Make another wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. Surely I can't roll great twice in a row. Natural 20. <laughs> oh. All right. This is where the game gets interesting. Okay. This is where things get spicy. Because you're, okay. sti- you're still hiding behind this desk. Um, does hold person have a somatic component or a verbal component? Excuse me. Yes. Okay. So you definitely had to go like, hold. <laughs> Don't move. It's the orc's turn. Well, wait. I'm double checking to make sure I have nothing else I would like okay. to do. You can move if you want. You could bonus action if you want. Norse Foundry coming through for me. Oh, man. No, uh, that's kind of all that I can do. Okay. So I just keep hiding there. All right. You keep hiding. Okay, so it's the orc's turn. First, he's going to roll a perception check. Okay. To try to find you. It's going to be very easy because now you've said two things from behind the desk and there's very few places to hide and you couldn't use the hide action. Is this based on sound? I mean, this one is. You have disadvantage. Why? Because of my boots. Technically, that's with walking. It's disadvantage on perception checks based on hearing someone. No, it's... If you want to read the actual text of the item, it's disadvantage on perception checks based on... No, it's advantage on stealth checks requiring you to oh, move silently over right, a surface. right, 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 right. No, it Carhoon's is... Yeah. is it's, sorry, I, I mixed it up with his cloak, sorry. It's okay. It didn't roll great. Uh, so... So do I roll a stealth and... No. Nope. Oh, okay. Because I didn't hide yet. Because you couldn't hide. So... What? Looks around. Looks around the tent after hearing this weird voice twice. Walks over... To the table. Okay. I rolled a natural four. Okay, okay, okay. I wasn't making it a hard DC. What was the DC? I wasn't going to make it like a ten or something. This did not do it. Looks under the table. Nothing. Looks around the room. There's nowhere else to hide. Looks at the desk. Starts moving towards it. Uses the action for the perception check. Mm -hmm. Uses the move to go to the table. Uses the move to go towards the desk. So... Next turn, he will be there. Okay. Okay. It is Carhoon's turn, who is still a fly, and I don't think he can willfully get out of fly form. So while you figure out what he's doing, I'm going to draw this tent out. Okay. Well, I have an idea of what I want him to do. I want him in fly form to try to 
fly around the orc's head and distract the orc from any spells that I might cast, basically to give the orc disadvantage on a saving throw. If that's something he can do, I'm not 100% sure. Sure. All right, so Carhoon flies down and starts buzzing around this orc's head. Yes. Let's see. To resolve this, we will... Roll a, roll a dexterity check okay. for Carhoon. Fly Carhoon. Netty 19, so 20 sure. total. Yeah, so Carhoon starts buzzing around. Carhoon starts buzzing around the orc's head, landing on the ear, going to the forehead. Yeah, just try, <laughs> trying to be as obnoxious as possible, yeah. Uh, so, will I'll give it disadvantage on the next something. Okay. It's your turn. Okay. You're... <laughs> hunkered <laughs> underneath this desk. Oh, like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Word. Surely this orc can't save against three spells in a row. <laughs> As you hear its meaty boot steps to, to, to heading toward you. I'm going to cast whole person on him again. Norse Foundry. What are we going to do? <laughs> Not looking. What I'm, are we going to do, Norse Foundry? I'm literally covering my eyes like a child playing like peekaboo. Tell me what it is. Oh my gosh, that's not a good sign. I rolled an eight. <gasps> for, a t- for a total of ten. Yes! Yes! Okay. Yes! Okay. The orc freezes up, you know. He will get a save at the end at of his the next end of turn. His next turn. So that was my action. That was your action. You can move and bonus. Napoleon bonus action. Where is the scroll now? Is it, like, still in his hand? Yeah. You know, he wouldn't have put it down anywhere yet. Okay. Oh, wait. This whole person concentration. Yeah, which is actually fantastic because I wanted, I wanted Polymorph to end anyway. Okay, so Carhoon, as Carhoon, soon as you hold the person, Carhoon I think pops it's con- out. I think it is concentration. Yeah, it's definitely concentration. Okay. So Carhoon pops into pops existence out. right in front of this guy because he was flying around his right. head. Okay. And the, while the orc cannot talk... Eyes just get kind of wide and then angry. <laughs> okay. So for the remainder of my turn, I'm going to grab the scroll out of the orc's hand. Okay. It wrinkles a little bit, but you can pull it free. And I'm going to move over to the desk, or I'm going to go in front of the desk. Well, you're under the desk right I mean, now. I guess I'm under the desk. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to use my move to get up. Go over to the orc, grab the scroll out of his hand. Um, I saw the orc lock the desk drawer, right? Yes. Do I see where that key is? Um, so you would have seen him lock it, and then it's it's on the orc's person. Okay, do I see? I would have seen where he you, you put You know it. where, yeah, it's in like a pocket. Can I use my movement to you can, interact with an object? You can use your movement to go over to the orc, interact with an object to... Grab the scroll or the key. One of the two. We're doing this by the book. Because this orc could save next round. And that would be fun. Scroller, scroller key? Key. Alright. You walk over to the orc, grab the key out of his pocket. Okay. Okay, so you walk over, grab you hold person, walk over, grab the key. Boom. Yes. It's orc's turn. It is the orc's turn. Orc does nothing, orc tries to save. I'm rolling all of these in front of her. 14. Oh my gosh. Oh. Fail. Okay. Remains held for another turn at least. It's Carhoon's turn, who is now a person. So, seeing that the orc is paralyzed, what are our home game rules on Coup de Grind? So, I like running this as the game specifies. Mm-hmm. Are there every, actual rules on it? Every attack, because he's effective, he's paralyzed. Every attack against him has advantage. Okay. And every melee attack that hits is automatically a critical hit. Okay. Okay. So I don't do coup de gras. Okay. Because I don't like the precedent of you can just walk up and you know cut somebody's yeah. throat okay. and. Have you know, insta kill a boss like that. Yeah. Okay. So this is a beefy orc. This is clearly you can see the scars from numerous battles. He's clearly feared and respected as he's leading a battalion of of troops 
in this siege, so he's not a chump who's going to go down right. easily. So okay. Carhoon can try, but it's going to take, it's gonna take maybe a couple swings. Okay. Instead, Carhoon's going to grab the scroll. Okay. Yoink! And, because that would have been his move, mm-hmm. part of the move, and he's going to put it in his pocket. Okay, yeah, that's fine. What's the map that's on the table? It's the... It's very similar to what you saw. It's the troop positions of the blood, the dragon bloods, and the positions of the the Malik soldiers. Is there any new information on this side of the, you know, by looking at it on the opposition side? Uh, Roll an investigation check really quick. Seven. You do a quick glance over. uh, You don't see any. It looks pretty accurate to what you saw before, though. Carhoon's going to ready in action. Can he do that even though he used part of his move? Yeah. Okay. He's going to ready that if and when Octavia says something along the lines of we're getting out of here, he'll act accordingly. Try to kill? Mm-mm. You have to be very specific oh, about ready to actions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ready to actions are like... Okay, it needs a specific trigger and a specific action. And he, and, and metagaming, like, he wouldn't know yeah. what Octavia's going to do. Okay. Mm, okay, he's, like, seeing how the orc is, like, battle-scarred and probably being like, oh, I don't, I don't think I could just, like, one-hit this guy necessarily. I mean, if you got two it, two crits, depending on true. what they are, you, you know, might. You know, I mean, that's it true. Could, it could work. If it doesn't kill him outright it could it, it would do really a lot. decimate okay well i mean that I, I guess i mean that's kind of what he can do um since he can't he 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 can't read octavia's mind i might be doing both of them but he doesn't know that um so he'll grab that scroll put it in his pocket and he will swing at this orc all right with advantage juicy. does a 22 hit yes let's see if i roll and if it's an actual crit it's a crit I rolled a 19. So, well, that's so two that's crits. that's a double crit. <laughs> Let me... Wait, but wait. So that was the first hit. Oh, that was the first hit. I rolled hit. with advantage. I rolled a 13 and a oh, 19. okay. So that's a, a crit on the first one. So Definitely. That's a crit on the first one. A real one, crit. A real crit. On a regular... Okay. Roll the then, second one. And we'll see if... And then a natural 18, which with a plus nine, I assume, hits. Yes. So t- one actual crit, one being paralyzed crit. Okay. Okay. Do we want to use... Are we using some crit cards here? Do you want to use some crit cards? I mean, if this is a a mini boss, if this is a captain, if we can instill some fear... Let's do it. Woo! Okay. Roll a d10. Oh my... I have been... My palms (laughs) are Are so sweaty right now because... Oh my gosh, I have been so nervous throughout this entire thing. Okay, rolling a d10. Just wanted to let y'all know that. Uh, nine. This is from... Take a wild guess. D&D your head? D&D your head. Thank you so much, D&D your head. Again, the, the soul, the person solely responsible for like 90% of our crits. We appreciate all we, of our We cards. appreciate oh it. They're gosh. great. Uh, this is called Hungry Like the Wolf. Ooh, oh! Your bestial instincts kick in as you hit your foe. You can immediately take a reaction to make a bite attack with advantage on a hit deal 2d6 piercing damage. Okay, so like some of his like bear yeah. like type of things like come out and I feel like he, he almost like half transforms into his lycanthrope form. That is a great That's amazing. All right, so resolve this attack, regular crit stuff. Okay, so roll double damage. Roll double damage. So 2d12s. And then you get to make a free. Up in here. 2d12s. I rolled a 1 and a 10. That's not bad. So 17. 17. Slashing. And then just use his lycanthrope bite. Use a, no, make a bite on a hit. You deal 2d6. So, just bite with advantage. I crit again. Well, I mean, you were, this was going to be a crit if it hit anyway. All right, so that's but another like, crit. But, like, I rolled a 19. A 19? All right. I naturally crit. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, for this bite. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is wild. All oh, right. my gosh. Everyone who's listening, send us more crit cards because we are running low. This is, yes, please do. 
Okay, so you did the first damage. Yes. You crit on this attack, and you have another attack that is a crit coming. Yes. Do you want to, A, I can either draw a crit card, or uh, I'll do 4E rules. You can do max damage on... Uh, 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 max this. on the bite. Okay. So 4D6. 4D6. Max damage, which would be... 24. Yes. Okay. Significant. Okay. One more hit that you have crit. Yes. All right. Crit card? Yes, sir. All oh my gosh, this is wild, folks. The next one down. Also, D&D your head. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so you, much. Thank you, D&D head. We got to send you something. I know. Thank uh, you for being such, <laughs> such a good friend of the pod, man. This is called BFFs. Your Aww. smooth move inspires your friends. One of your companions can make an opportunity attack with advantage against an enemy in their melee range, which would be you. Ooh. So roll okay. your crit damage, and then Octavia can take a free opportunity attack as well. Okay. So these two crits have turned into four attacks. <laughs> yes. Okay, so his damage would be, again, the 2d12. Uh-huh. 18 slashing. All right. How's he looking? Looking real bad. As okay. Garth is just like, bam, bam, bam. And this orc is just like, ah, looking real rough, bleeding. Uh, not dead, though. Okay. Would I have to make a melee attack? Yeah. Okay. So basically just thwap with your staff. Well, I wasn't necessarily adjacent to him because I didn't. Oh, I yeah, had to. you walked to... up and you took the key. I did take the key. Yes, yeah, so you're, okay. you're right there. I want to use my longbow. Okay, um, I'm just gonna hit him, hit him with my staff. Do it. And I have, I have advantage, right? You do. It's gonna be a crit if you hit. She rolled another natural twenty. <laughs> I rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> oh my word, this poor guy. <laughs> Which is wild because I rolled those two, you know, the nineteens that I, so I rolled. 19's for Carcoon, and he has the advanced critical, so those are crits for him, but it wouldn't have been for Octavia. But I rolled a 20 for Octavia. Wow, you don't even need advantage. Okay, so... Do you want me to roll again to see if I crit two times in a row? Sure. Nope, but very close. 17. Goodness. Okay, so what's the damage for so your this for your is staff? just a staff, so just a d6. A d6. Do you, do you want a crit card? I mean, I kind of want to kill this guy because I don't want him running out and alerting everybody to the fact that we're here. Mm-hmm. So, yes, please. Okay. We'll see what we got. Which of these have we not used? Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Man, we've used most of these. Roll a roll a D ten again. Okay. Five. Okay. An ethereal squeal of excitement comes booming from everywhere. This is from D and D head again. Thank you, D and D head. My goodness, you're 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 like honorary third member of the show. Seriously. <laughs> and it's called Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wonder why I wonder it's why. named that. An I don't say that ever. <laughs> an ethereal squeal of excitement comes booming from everywhere. The target takes 2d6 thunder damage and make, must make a dc12 con save or be deafened for a minute. Okay. So, roll your regular damage. So, I would... It, it was a d6, so it would be 2d6. 2d6. Okay. Let me roll that. Plus whatever your bonus is. Uh, five. Bludgeoning, mm-hmm. I think, okay. stabs are. Now 2d6 thunder. Eight thunder. Looking real bad. Okay. Not quite dead yet. Okay. But you lay, you have laid out a total of 72 points of damage <laughs> in that round. Yes! That's a lot. Don't you need to make a save or else be deafened? Yes. Probably has disadvantage. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. What? What? Sorry. What kind of save did they say it was? Con. Uh, the worst roll was a 13, so it passes. Not oh, deafened. Oh, okay, okay. So not deafened. But is looking Still real paralyzed. angry. Still paralyzed. It's your My turn. Because Carhoon just went. Yes. Your turn. You see this thing just like seething as Carhoon has laid into it. You have laid into it. You're trying to silence this thing. It might be free next turn. Do we know if it has disadvantage on con saves? I don't. Think it For, does. Being paralyzed, I think it's strength it and dex. I think all the mental stat saves are going to be fine. I'm debating between 
Poison spray, which is a con save, mm-hmm. which is an all or nothing. All or nothing. Or using a spell slot that maybe would be more definite of a Well, it is pretty constituted, as it has taken a lot of hits and shrugged off that thunder. It's almost dead. What do you do? All right. So Octavia, seeing that this guy is, this orc is on the, you know, on the brink, uh, on death's door, and knowing that in six seconds (laughs) uh, he could be free to... A, lay down some hurt on us, and B, let the entire camp know that we are here. She, like, drops down and, like, put, puts her hands on the ground and just, like, feels the earth underneath. And there's going to be some eruptions of earth underneath this guy. Okay. How Wait, how tall is the ceiling? At the very top point, maybe, like, 12 feet. Is that what you do? No, wait, just give me a second. Give me a second. Then you're in the heat of battle. You got I no know. time to think. I you're know. on the spot. Octavia's on the spot, I too. Know. What did she do? I know. Give me two seconds. <laughs> What's the orc wearing? Chainmail. Okay, we'll do this, then. I've made my decision. Okay. And I'm sticking with this. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. I'm positive. Okay. <sighs> Super nervous. Okay. So, Octavia, like, seeing that this orc is on... Death door, knowing that literally uh, in six seconds he could be out the door, letting everyone know that she's here and that Carhoon is here. She's going to take a step away, like kind of, he's paralyzed. She's like, mm, I'm not going to be adjacent to him anymore. She's going to put out her hands, seeing that he's wearing some metal armor. She's going to heat that metal. Okay. So. His chainmail is glowing red hot. And you're going to take some fire damage and you don't get a save. Yep. All right. Is this concentration? Shoot, it is. Okay. I would need to kill him. You would need to kill him. Oh my gosh. And he's right after me. He goes right next. So, do you lose the concentration on your whole person and just try to... Weedle out as many hit points. Or do you keep him held and hope he fails to save? How bad does he look? Pretty bad, but he's got a couple hit points left. Does it look like something that 2d8 would take care of? Roll an insight check. 11. You don't know. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so, my, I'm so sweaty. You gotta make this call okay. though. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, do it. You're going to do it? Except okay. I'm going to do it. Make, uh, use a higher level spell slot. Okay. And make it 3d8. All right. I have the number of hit points he has left written down and circled. You, you want to take a picture no. of it? No, 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 no. So you drop concentration, reach out, chainmail grows, grows, glows, red hot. Four. Twelve fire. It's looking bad, though. How many did he have? I'm not telling you yet, because then you'll know how many he has left. So you drop the spell, the metal heats, but it stays heated. It does, yeah. So he's probably going to die very shortly. But what can he? What damage can he do in those six what seconds? What are the options? So, I mean, if I were him, I would dash. You cannot doff chainmail that fast. No. If I were him, I'd like run out. He knows screaming. that. Yeah. The doorway is right here. He is adjacent to Carhoon. If he moves... He disengages. Okay. And moves. Runs out of the tent. The flaps wave open as he runs out and shouts, Intruders in the tent! And we'll pick up there next time. (laughs) And I hope you got a really good plan on getting out of here. <laughs> uh, we'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Shall I take it so? Please do. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or any of your preferred podcasting app. 
if you would like to submit a crit card like D&D Your Head did in this episode, which, as you can see, makes a humongous impact on the combat and on the story of the whole game and campaign, please do so. We would seriously love for that. Um, you can do so on our website, me, my spouse, and die.com. There's a form that you can fill out nice and easy peasy. Or if it's easier for you, you can shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and die at gmail.com. Seriously, crit cards are just so fun. It makes crits interesting and exciting. And then you can have a direct impact on, obviously, how combat and how our story plays out. Okay. Catch y'all next week. Come on!